Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Courtney is here. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Hi. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I know. You were the one who brought it to my attention that it was coming out, so I'm so excited. (laughs) Let's do it. I know. So this book, it was originally a book that was made into a movie, although it took 50 years to do so. But it got me to thinking about our question of the day, which is, what is one of your favorite film adaptions from a book? Okay, so I had to go look this up just to double check that this was a book first, and it was, so hooray. But my favorite film of all time, The Princess Bride. (laughs) I didn't know that was a book. I know. And it's funny because I had the same trouble. I wasn't sure. There are so many films that were film adaptions from a book. But the one that came to my mind immediately was all the Harry Potter films. I mean, that goes without saying, didn't you feel like when you watch those, because I read every book cover to cover, like the when it came out at midnight, I was like there standing in line to get it. And yeah. when I read, when I saw the movie, I was like, it's like they saw what I saw in my head. Yeah, it was cool. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So I love all of those. And those are my favorite. But I would say also a childhood book of mine, that is a movie and that I read, I believe I read the book first, I believe I did. And that would be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I just remember loving that book. And I wasn't a huge book reader, I would read but not you know, I think what I was supposed to read, I was more watching TV, watching yeah. movies and playing my music. But yeah, when it came to books, I do, I did love that book. And then I loved that movie. Yeah, there's something about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that creeps me out a little bit. I don't know. The movie? The movie. The movie. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. No, I can see it. Their grandparents uh, are all sharing the same bed together and they never get out. I'm like, what? Why? I think it's different in the book because I don't remember feeling that way in the book. I thought it was odd that they did that. And I remember reading those words now that you're saying that. (laughs) But there's something to me about winning the golden ticket. I think that was what, and really wanting something so bad as a kid and being poor, right? They were very poor family. And to win this meant so much. And I just remember, as a kid, I really wanted to, I really wanted him to win. And, and he was such a nice kid. And, you know, here was his grandpa and their relationship. So I think that is what drew me to that story. Yeah, that I, I, well, I do appreciate too, like any movie, book or show, uh, that puts out into the common vernacular, everyone knows what you're talking about, right? Like when you say, I won the golden ticket, immediately yeah. they're like, oh, I, that's from Willy Wonka. Or you're being Veruca Salt right now. Like everyone knows <laughs> what that means. Like you're being yes. a pestilent little spoiled child. So I do appreciate that. And even like the little beaming, you know, across who, like the early days of like, transporting from one place to another. I think that that it was super creative. I don't know. I just feel like it was, so fantastical that you're like, it was a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah, I no, I can see that. 
Well, think about uh, the Wizard of Oz. That was scary too. Those I know you monkeys. Fun, totally, and the witch. And like fun yeah. fact, my aunt she has no idea why to this day, but she can't watch the Wizard of Oz because every time she does, she gets a stomach ache, and she doesn't know why. Aww, <laughs> where does that? Like in a in a like trauma, trauma, trauma. What happened? I don't know. That's another another story for another day. I don't know. It is. It is. <laughs> so, and I do. I have to mention. I just I forget because to me they almost kind of go hand in hand. But it's all the Stephen King books because I watch them as movies. I don't think I've even read a Stephen King book. I've just watched everything else that he's put out. Carrie. When I was a kid, I loved that. The Dead Zone is one of my all-time favorites of his. Have you ever seen that, The Dead Zone? No, I, I don't do horror. So, But The Dead Zone you. is not horror. You need to watch. I, I, this is your assignment, Courtney. You need to go watch right, that. I'm it, down. it is uh, with Christopher Walken in it. What is it about? He's in an accident and he's in a coma for a long time. And when he comes out of his coma, life has gone on, his girlfriend, and, but he has given this, I don't know, it's not a gift. I shouldn't say a gift, ability. Let me say that. He's given this ability to see bad things, premonition of things that are going to happen. And so he can stop them from happening. And, oh. but every time it happens, he die, he's dying. It's killing him. Oh. So it's just so good. I just remember seeing that and. Really, it's really one of my favorite ones of okay. his. Well, I, on on your recommendation, I will have to go back and watch it. And then I, I hope it's one of those that you remember so fondly. And then you go back and watch it and you're like, how did, what did I like about that movie? <laughs> Why did I, what? Or how could this get made today? It could never get made today. And so have you not seen any of his? Cujo, Misery. Did you see Misery? Oh, yeah, I did. I saw Misery. I've seen Cujo. I think I saw Carrie like back in high school. I think those are probably the only three that I've, I refuse to see it because clowns. Well, I understand horror. that. Those are horror ones. Yes. But there are yes. so many that are not, right? Yes. I oh, mean, well, Shawshank I Redemption. Was that Stephen King? Isn't it? Let's look that up. For one of my favorite films of all time. Who doesn't think about Andy Dauphine? Oh, he is in that new TV series, Silo, which is on Apple TV. It's a dystopian future. Anyway, I just I just saw him. And of course, he plays this older guy. And I'm like, oh, man, I've seen him so many times on Shawshank Redemption. And you, you imprint that age. age that person is right yes. in your brain. And uh, then when you see him in a different age, you're like, wait a minute. That what seems, I didn't yeah, get older. Exactly. You got older. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll look up Shawshank Redemption <laughs> later. All right. I would, I love these. I love all of these movies that we've seen that originated from being a book. And there's so many more that we haven't even talked about. So I would love to know from you friends out there. Tell us what your favorite film adaption from a book is. You can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at Screens and Focus. All social media links are on our website, screensandfocus.com, because we want to know. We want to hear from you. The links are in the show notes. As you wish. Okay. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is a 2023 American coming-of-age comedy drama film based on the 1970 novel 
of the same name by Judy Bloom. The film stars Abby Ryder Fortson as Margaret Simon, Rachel McAdams, L. Graham, Benny Safty, and Kathy Bates. I would love to know, Courtney, what your relationship with this book is and what your expectations were going into this film. My expectations were high, high hopes, because I am so in love with this book. I uh, I was born in 1969, and this was the book that defined my middle school years. And I started school early, so I was in middle school from 10 to 13. So to be able to be in the, the heart of uh, puberty during my middle school years, this was the book. Judy Bloom was the author. She was the iconic author that defined the stages of me growing up. And uh, I, I remember reading this book. I remember, you know, the we must, we must, we must increase our bus. That was the joke with our friends. Oh my gosh. I remember my yes. first bra. I remember yes. the, the embarrassment of wearing a white shirt and where your classmates could see the bra through your shirt and the, the super small sizes and being self-conscious versus one of my friends in high school, one of my girl, best girlfriends had, I'm not joking, C cup size boobs in sixth grade. Now you can imagine she has the opposite problem because she's absolutely horrified and yeah. embarrassed trying to, you know, put them down. She used to wear an ace bandage around her Aww. chest because she was an athlete too. I know. So she had the opposite problem. But um all like all of the things, the first kisses, the the spin the bottles, this is personified my childhood of growing up, of boy girl parties and all of that. And um it didn't disappoint. I, I absolutely loved the way that this film was brought to the screen, the, the storytelling and the acting, all of it came together. So I was, I, this is going to be one of my all time favorites of the year oh, for sure. I love I, it. In fact, you know what I did on, on Twitter, I, I saw um, the woman who wrote the screenplay um, was in a thread and I responded to her and I said, I think you're on your way to an Oscar. And she responded back to me and said, thank you. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, she, she saw my tweet. She responded. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it though. I love it because it had an impact on you and, and now she knows it, right. You know, yeah. it was her, her being able to adapt this screenplay. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I agree. I This was my book as a kid. It was my book. It was my lifeline. I, all my siblings were older, much older than me. And so I didn't have anybody. Yeah, you have girlfriends, but then you don't share these things that are happening to you. And yeah. you're not sure. You're like, why is this happening? Why, you know, and at that time, things weren't spoken. My parents weren't my friends. Like, parents yeah. are to kids now. They were parents. Yes. So they did yeah. parental things. Untouchable so, conversations. Yes. Yeah, so it wasn't embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. And it's just something that wasn't, you know, you just didn't speak of it. So I didn't have anybody. So I remember reading this book. I think I just picked it up at our library. I started reading it and my eyes were probably so big as I thought, oh my gosh, I am normal and somebody understands me. I am, there is someone else that thinks these things. This is yes. not just me. Yes. And so it just made me feel normal, made me feel sane, made, made me feel seen. And so 
I just adored this book. Yes, I remember sitting down with my friends and sneaking my parents' Joy of Sex book. Do you remember that book? <laughs> yeah, I do sort of remember that they book. They had yes. it tucked underneath their bed and I found it one day and I was like, oh my God, all the illustrations in there showing all the parts and the hair and all of it. And I remember sitting in a circle with my girlfriends in sixth grade and we were like, what is that? Ew, ew. Is that what it looks like? It's so gross. Like, why? Wait, there's going to be hair there. Does Do any of you have hair there? Like- had these conversations of curiosity, you know? And so it, it is, it's true. It was interesting. I saw, um, they had Rachel McAdams and, um, the girl that played, uh, Margaret, uh, the, the actress and Judy Bloom on Kelly Clarkson show. And so they all, oh, they did them together. And it was so sweet to see, um, the actress who played Margaret, who at the time was about 12 years old going through all the things at the same time. And she said that she had just read the book when she was auditioning for the part and had the same reaction that we're having, even 50 years later with her saying, oh my gosh, what this, these, that's like, how did you read my mind? So for her, it just is like a focus on the brilliance of Judy Bloom and her ability to tap into those specific feelings that she was having, which is such a human experience, especially for girls as we're yeah. going through this, this awkward confusing, crazy time in our lives, which, you know, called puberty, which I'm sure boys have their own experience too, of course, but just as a girl, what a great, what a great gift that she gave to the world. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So much so. It really is. You know, it's fast, astonishing, I should say, that it's taken this long to make it onto the screen. It's like, yeah, what, what? was that about? I, I wondered that too, because I figured that this is, I remember thinking vaguely in the 80s too, like, I mean, when is this going to become a movie? Because the, the book was so popular. Judy Bloom was so popular. And I was like, I can't yeah. wait until this comes out as a movie and no one ever made it. And I, and it, I don't know why, because in the 80s, they were making completely like, inappropriate movies. <laughs> it's the best it's the best decade for movies. Yeah. That probably would not have been a good time though. You know, things happen the way they should and this movie yeah. is so good, so well received, so well acted. I I think this was its time to come out. Yeah. So, even though I it's been so. so long and it's shocking that it took so long. You know, I just I think my expectation was I wanted to relive a part of my youth. And yeah. I, because I hadn't read the book since I was a kid, I wanted to be reminded of why I loved the book so much and of the things that I had possibly forgotten because I, I just remember um, pieces of it. I don't remember that much of it. And I, and we'll get into it because there is a lot of things that I didn't recall until I saw it on film. So you watched the film. Who'd you go with? With my husband and my son. That's what I figured. Yeah. I'm really, I'm going to be really curious to know what their take was on it. Even though it's dealing with a young girl's coming of age, I think that it can speak to, you know, men also just because of relationships yeah. and fitting in and, um, you know, parents and grandparents and all of that. So tell me, I want to know what your reaction and what stood out to you. But before you get to that, I want to know what how did it impact them? What was their reaction to it? Um, I, well, I think that my husband enjoyed it because I, I don't think that he read the book. But just from a you know movie standpoint, it's a great story, and so he he loved it and he thought it was great. 
and he he's younger than me. He's six years younger than me. Not that that would necessarily make a difference, but obviously we were going through middle school at a different time. <laughs> I was going through middle school when he was in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. And um, Henry's reaction was, I think, kind of the same. I mean, he didn't have anything close to the middle school experience, even high school experience that I know I had, you know, which is I'm a Gen Xer, right? So both of my parents worked and we had a lot of freedom and autonomy. This is before cell phones and social media and boy girl parties were a thing. And I had my first kiss when I was in seventh grade. I remember Trevor Williams in the basement of my friend Kathleen Kennedy's house, <laughs> first French kiss. And it freaked me out so much, but like seventh grade, you know, and, and now, I mean, he's 18 and I don't think that he's had his first kiss yet. So it's very, very different time, you know, than when it, when it was then. And, um, but he liked it from, you know, a movie standpoint. I think he thought it was a great story. He, he just appreciates good film anyway. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what stood out to you? Well, I, I sort of broke it down into the three different categories here, you know, like as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, because I took away different things from each one of those. Um, so we talked about my, my reflections upon being a girl, right? So that's as a woman, all the memories and all of the things that just like brought back that time of awkwardness. But as a wife, um, I'm also in a mixed religion marriage. My husband's Jewish and I was raised Christian. I'm not religious right now, but I was raised Christian. And the the relationship between Barbara and her husband with him being Jewish and how it prompted her parents to stop talking to them, stop acknowledging them. That like that's a real thing. My my yeah. my parents didn't go to that extent for sure, but I remember um when Brian and I were first dating uh, my parents are extremely religious. They were both brought up in the church and went to Christian colleges. And my grandfather was a theo- theologian. My grandparents were minis- uh, ministers, or uh, he was a minister. They were missionaries. And um, so I've grown up in the church my whole life. And luckily, they were open-minded enough to welcome in a, some, you know, a Jewish man into my life and love him no matter what. But it was awkward conversations. Like in the first time my parents met Brian, my mom asked him if he liked Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I was like, and he didn't know what to answer. And he's like, I love Broadway. Like Les Mis is my favorite Broadway play. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, why would you ask that? Are you crazy? <laughs> you know, but it just like goes to show the awkwardness of not like they weren't necessarily, at least my mother wasn't, my dad was. Um, because his parents were missionaries. And so he had a lot of exposure to other cultures, but uh-huh. my mom was never raised around anyone Jewish. And so it made her not know how to, how to be. And even my husband's parents, um, and they were there, they were and are perfectly lovely and accepting, but, um, you know, like hearing the conversations about like, are you going to marry a Jewish girl? Like, are you sure you're going to marry a, a non-Jewish girl? Which means, you know, like that whole, the, the Jewish lineage is, yeah. Interrupted. It's disrupted. It's, it's done. It like ends with our family with, you know, our son, cause it, Ju- Judaism is passed down through the mother. Um, you know, so I, I thought that that was a really interesting and important, uh, thread of the story to tell. And not a lot has changed <laughs> since she wrote this 50 years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. It's getting worse yeah. Anti-Semitism. Um, so I thought that that was a good a good conversation to bring up right now. I guess to your point about like maybe now is the time when this needs to be brought up is because we're sliding backwards in history. 
I know. Oh my gosh. I know it's disgusting. It is. Um, and, And then as a mother, uh, this movie made me miss my daughter so much. In fact, I texted her after the movie. I was like, I miss you. I love you so much. Like, you know, just that sweet relationship between a mother and a daughter, especially during that time. And to see that they had a tight relationship in a time when moms were not friends with their children um, or not accessible to have those awkward conversations and to see them be able to break through that. I, I think it was an important contrast even to bring in the grandmother, you know, the Jewish grandma and how right. open up that relationship, you know, was. It's all about family. It's all about maintaining that relationship. And then on her mom's side, having been cut off by her parents, but then to be able to reconcile later uh, to, to repair the relationship in a way. Uh, I, I think it just, it just shows that it's never too late. And it's so important to be able to be there for your kids, especially in those really super awkward times of like, like I, I got my period, you know, which ironically, I don't remember getting my period. I don't remember when that happened, but I do really, yeah, I do remember the conversation of telling my mom two weeks later. And I mean, she was fine, but I, I'm sure I was with my friends and I was with my friends when many of them got it, you know, at school, at a birthday party at, you know, wherever. And going through that experience of like, I have this one friend, it was, she had a party at a hotel and we had two rooms. There was like 10 of us girls, five in each room. And she was in the bathroom and we had gotten her a box of tampons and she was, she was in there for two hours and she was, she would like try one and then she would be like, it's broken. She's bawling. It's Aww. broken. It's broken. We're like, try another one. Try it. So it's okay. And then she tried. She's like, they're all broken. They're not working. We're like, you're not doing it right. But no one wanted to go in there and show her how to do it. It was like, ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The things, the things we have to go through. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what about you? Oh my gosh. So you have me thinking all these things as you're talking. So of course, I just, I love the movie. I love that it was able to transport me back to those times, just as you're talking about this, right? Because you think about when you started your period and I didn't know what was happening because again, I didn't know, right? Nobody told me anything. And my mom must have known or heard me and she came and she handed me a pad through the door you know, and gave it to me. So I'm like, what am I doing with this? The big, long wing thingies on it. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, those things oh, could launch like a 747. I know. <laughs> so it just brought me back because I can remember that. And that was a long time ago. And just remembering, like you said, with about the bras and, and wearing a bra. And I didn't want, okay, so back then, we would sit, I don't know, we were sitting listening to the teacher, and we were all sitting on the, the floor together listening to him. We weren't in chairs, we were on the floor. And as we would do this, we would do, everybody would do each other's backs, you know, like draw on each oh, other's yeah, backs. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to know I was wearing a bra, because if they did it, they were going to feel it. And I'm like, oh, I don't have to go now. It's not my turn. <laughs> because I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. Because I think I was developing faster there than other people. And yeah. I just didn't want to, you know, because it's all about fitting in. That's all every oh, anybody yeah. wants to do is fit in. You know, and in this movie, Margaret 
wants her period and she wants to wear a bra because she because that is what her friends are talking about. And I think, oh, no, you don't want to wish the period. Please don't wish it. I thought that too. I was like, girl, stop. You do not want to wish that on yourself. It's like you're not going to be able to get rid of that for the rest of your life until you're very, very old. Yeah. yeah. It's like, please don't make it come any sooner. So... I just, uh, yeah, so I just love everything that it made me feel again and relive again and remind myself. I watched it. I was able to watch it with my son's girlfriend and her mom, which I thought was really fun. I asked them, do you guys want to go? And they said, yeah, we'll go. So it was really fun to see it with them. And um, the mom and I, of course, we could relate to each other because we were talking about the things we were just talking about now. But, you know, my son's girlfriend loved the movie, too. It was just great. She just said, oh, that was so good. I really enjoyed it. So really, it doesn't matter what age you are when you're watching this. It's just you can really appreciate that. I think the other things the movie um, reminded us of is that one girl that, and you were talking about it because you knew somebody, but the one girl who had developed early and she was really tall. She looked like she, she belonged to, like they were maybe in elementary or middle. She looked like she was on her way to high school. And so, but thinking that she had it all, she had it all put together, but really she wanted to fit in too. And for Margaret to see that her actions and the group's actions affected this poor girl and that left her in tears. And I really liked seeing that because then that turns toward the end where she ends up befriending her and and, ha- yeah. and dances with her. And I just thought that that was a really sweet moment to bring that in. And also how you were talking about relating to it as a woman and as a mom. And we also get to see Barbara and her life too, right? Because she's moving yeah. away and she's not doing her art. Well, she may be doing her art, but that's not her focus right now. She doesn't have to work and she's trying to fit in at the PTA, but that's not really working. So it's, it's all her about fitting in too, uh, you know, as an adult trying to fit in and also her relationship with her parents and how she feels that loss. So I love that this movie, not only, you know, it reminded me and exposed me to all these other elements that I had forgotten. Yeah. So I really appreciated it for all of that too. Well, and I, I think this movie does such a good job of uh, spotlighting the tension of humanity, which is fitting in and being different at the same time. Yeah, Everyone absolutely. has a desire for that. That's a human experience. Yeah. And then once you fit in with everybody, then you want to be different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to be an individual and have that specialness about you too. Yep. So yep. that's so funny. But um, I, I, I do want to bring up too that you had brought up earlier the chant about we must, we must, we must increase our bus because that was so a part of my life back then. And I've said it, I go, I have camping friends that I go, uh, we go camping together. And every time we get together, we, we chant, we do that chant. I don't know why, but we do. It's just tradition. Remember, yeah. And so it's just funny because it still lives in my life today. <laughs> decades later it's still here (laughs) so what did you think about the relationships in this movie i i mean this is a relationship movie you know which which i i love it seems like every time we talk and we talk and we sort of dissect into these these films um i'm sort of struck how all movies are just really about relationships with just different costumes and different 
makeup. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, this, this is what separates a really great movie and great characters from others, which is um, how, what are the, how real are the relationships between the characters and how much can we relate to it as, as the viewers and also going through a human experience together on this, on our spaceship called earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought that the relationships were really strong. They showed the the level of it's it's all relationship to self, relationship to others, and relationship to the bigger thing. Like when when you can explore those three things together in one movie, you've got that you know magic triad of of topics that are just going to be identifiable with everybody. And I did I I loved especially her because I'd forgotten about this in the book. And I think you you mentioned this too, when we were talking earlier, which is I forgot about the religious relationship exploration in this book. I don't remember it being there. Um, it's not something that I took away from it, but um, I love that she's sort of exploring all these different re- uh, religions too, because she's wanting to talk to God, you know, in a way that is giving her someone to talk to because she doesn't feel like she has anyone to talk to. And she's sort of been taught, taught that this is where we go and this is who we talk to. But without that, in, the exchange and the feeling like it was a one-way conversation, trying to explore the different religions and find meaning and connection in that, that she was searching for so desperately in her friends and her place, you know, because she moved yeah. and herself and her relationship with her parents and the relationship with her grandmother. Um, so I thought it was just a really... Uh, another layered nuance of of the story that made it really special, you know, especially because it's kind of like a slice of life, and it's what we're what we're all doing in this day and age too. Which is how, how do we fill that that void inside of us? What do we fill it with? Are we filling it with religion? Are we filling it with food? Are we filling it with yeah people, alcohol, drugs? You know, whatever. What are we filling it with? Hmm. You know, as you were saying that she, you know, talked to God, I remember doing that myself. And I had, I was going to bring it up and then I totally forgot. So I'm glad that you brought that up because watching her in the movie, of course, that's the name of the book. Are you there? God is me, yeah. Margaret. And her praying for things that aren't normally, I guess, I don't even know what the normal thing to pray for is really, but, but no. just what like, is normal? You, there's no normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. There's no normal, but you would think most of the time it's okay. You're going to pray for people's health and, you know, you know, have a job, have a roof over your head, all these big things. Right. But then there's all these little things that, that you want, that she wants as a, as a young, you know, 11 year old. I'm not exactly sure her age 12, right now. Yeah. Yeah. But just these little, I want to wear, I want a bra, you know, praying for a bra and, and pray, praying for her period and, um, just wanting these little things that just these little things that you pray for that you underneath your breath, you pray for them. And I, I do yeah. that all the time. I do that sure. all the time. Sure. So, um, I just love these things that we do and we think that we are the only ones and then everybody else does them too. So I love yes. learning about that. That Yeah. Well, and, and I think this movie does that really well, right? Which is um, revealing the inner voice is yeah. such a great way to help others feel normalized, you know, because when you don't have anyone to talk to and then you realize like, oh my God, I'm not alone. It's Yes. That's such an important thing for us to do is even though a subject might be really hard to talk about it, please do. 
because getting vulnerable like that is so healing for both the person talking about it and others listening to it in exactly. a way that we can't even measure. Yeah. All right. So on the relationship aspect, I just wanted to briefly bring up Kathy Bates as the grandma. She was oh. so good. I loved it. I love the relationship between Margaret and her grandmother. I thought it was so special. I never had that. I, I barely knew my grandmothers and one, my um, father's mother did come to live with us, but she spoke Spanish and I didn't. So we didn't <laughs> talk a lot. But anyway, I just thought that this relationship was just very, very special. And I loved seeing it. I loved how much Margaret wanted to be near her grandmother. I thought that that yeah. was just so amazing and so great and how they went to the theater together and how she got on the the um was it the train or the bus i can't even remember now but she got somehow to yep. her grandma and they went to the theater and and just sleeping in that bed and her grandma says now if you hear this noise or or hear this it's not me yeah <laughs> that was so funny she's such a crack up and so i really loved that relationship and I also, I thought it was a sweet, just, was just a little tiny thing with her and her teacher. I thought that that was kind of a sweet um, addition to the movie, which I don't even know if it was in the book. I doubt it. I mean, maybe it was. I don't maybe remember. it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah. just telling him that, you know, he's a great teacher. And, he, you know, I, it just, you could tell by the look on his face. I thought that actor was really great of um, portraying this teacher. And um, so what I was going to say about that is um, I love that you brought up the relationship between the grandma and Margaret because I saw a lot of my daughter's relationship with my husband's mom. You know, uh, so, and, and I don't know if it's like a Jewish thing, like just how much uh -huh. they are love family, but that's exactly how she treated my daughter, who I came into our relationship with my daughter, you know, when she could, uh, when she was about a year old. And so my daughter always remembers her grandma, her Mimi, you know, as, as like as her grandma. And Aww. so to be able to see that experience that I know that they shared when they had sleepovers, because they would, she would give her a bubble bath and then do her nails and then they would have a sleepover in her bed. Aww. And then she would take her to the theater and take her out to tea and all those things, right? Like give her chocolate sandwiches, the things like things that I would never <laughs> do, you know, but yeah. I, I, I really, that kind of like was a, like a little sentimental relationship there too, that I thought was really great. I love that. Oh, how special for both of them to have that. Yeah. So I think that's very cool. Do you have any other tidbits or thoughts or any, you know, why people should watch this movie if they haven't yet? Well, I think if if you're not convinced by now, <laughs> then you probably won't see it. But, um, you know, it's just a sweet story. It's for all ages. It is uh, a human experience story. It's a relationship story. It's it's one that I'll probably see again when it comes back out, you know, just so I can watch it and anchor into some of those, the, those parts too. So what about you? You know, I think for anyone who wants to be reminded of their youth, because these memories become so vivid. And I love the self- discovery and the growth of the characters in this movie and about the relationships that you talked about and about loving unconditionally. And so it was nice to see the par the other grandparents finally come back into the picture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was nice. Closure. Yeah. Realizing their loss 
of yes. not having this long relationship. They bar- didn't even know their granddaughter. So yeah. oh I don't know. They missed out on 12 years of her life, like because of their own stubbornness. Like that's horrible. It is. But that was of their own doing, and they finally figured yeah. it out. And also, it, I'm sure for Barbara, it was so such a relief to finally be connected with her parents again. I mean, yeah. she took did the first gesture of sending out that card yes. for them to respond. So there was a longing in her that she needed to um, reach out. And, and it yeah. could have been met with nothing. <laughs> they could have ignored her, sure. but they didn't, thank goodness. So um, I wanted to say... What I truly enjoyed about this movie is that it celebrated coming of age and celebrated being a woman. Yeah, I agree. And not a lot of movies do that. Normally, you see the bad sides of it or the struggles that you have to get through. And and this wasn't. I think this was more of a celebration. A celebration of the awkwardness and the reality. And that we can be more than just an object. (laughs) Yeah. Which is my biggest beef with, uh, I think, uh, most of the shows out there that don't put the time into character development. It's the objectification of women, which I have a serious personal beef with. Yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. So it's really so. nice. If you don't, and that's also a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why that everyone should go watch this movie, because it is yeah. a celebration of all of that. And so um, it's a very heartwarming story and inspiring story and a feel-good movie. So we need that. I agree. I'm so glad that this book finally became a movie. Finally, 50 years, never too late. Sort of a theme of the movie and a theme of how long it took it to get me or get me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So go watch it. Courtney, I would love to know if you have any other TV or movie recommendations. I do. Uh, well, the things that we're watching right now are uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season five, um, which is another great story about a Jewish family in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this this season is really good. I think they kind of started to go off the rails in season four, and I feel like they recovered nicely in, in this season. So we're I think we're like three episodes in. I don't know how many there are, but I really Ooh, like You're going to love it. Oh, I can't wait. I really am liking the relationship between her being a professional writer and then the, the, both her ex-husband and every, and her parents and what's going on. And I also love that they're doing some flashbacks now of her being older mm-hmm. and you get to see her daughter, um, who is probably about Margaret's age <laughs> growing up in the eighties, uh, and, um, getting a little bit more flavor about how things turn out. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, and then we're also watching The Diplomat, uh, starring Carrie Russell, which I also enjoy. I loved her in, um, oh shoot, what was the name of the one where she played a Russian spy with her husband? Americans, the Americans. Americans, the Americans. I also loved her in that. Um, and so it's kind of nice to see her in another sort of like politically appointed political thriller, uh, piece. Yeah. So I really, and I, she just is cool. I, I'd like to be friends with her someday. <laughs> um, and I will say, um, there is a documentary on Netflix about Judy Bloom that I highly, highly recommend. Um, it, it, she, she walks you through the intricacies of what was going on in her life when she wrote, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And then some of the subsequent greats. Uh, that she also wrote over the years. And um, it's just really touching 
and cool to see like she's alive and thriving today and is running a bookstore with her husband in Key West, like totally accessible to the public people. They had, they must've filmed this during the pandemic because everyone's wearing a mask in Florida, (laughs) which we know happened for like a day. And, um, Anyway, so it was just really beautiful to, to capture moments of super fans coming in and she's working behind the counter and they would come up and grab her hand and immediately start crying and just talk, tell her what an impact that she had in, in their lives. And, you know, just the, the tenacity that it took her to be able to get this book made because originally she was, um, she was trying to write children's books and she's not an illustrator, but she said she tried to illustrate them herself and how many rejection letters she got all the no's until she finally got a yes, which is just another word of encouragement out there for anyone who wants to be a writer, whether books or screenplays, I'm speaking for myself here, um, that it's a no until it's a yes. But in between there is, is all the trying and don't take it personally because chances are it's just, it's not about you. It's about, it's not a fit. It's not about the timing. It's, it's not about you. So keep trying. It's just, it's a lovely documentary. So I would highly recommend that. I think it's on Prime, isn't it? I haven't seen it yet. I want to. Correct me. I thought it was on Netflix, but if it's on Prime, go just go look on all the apps. (laughs) Yes, yes. I did want to see that. I was hoping to see it before now and I I didn't get to it. So I'm so glad that you brought it up and you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So movies, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm sure many of you by now have seen it. We we bought advance tickets about a month in, in advance. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. My, every time these tickets come out pre-sale, my my son is always the one like, mom, we got to go get it. We had like five weeks worth of movies lined up at one point. Um, but I really liked it. Like, I mean, guardians of the galaxy was the first movie that started along like the in between Deadpool and in between like wonder woman, right. Which was super serious Deadpool, which is super not serious, like in a funny raunchy way. And Guardians, the first one, fell smack in the middle, which it has such broad appeal. It's what everybody wants. A little bit of serious, a little bit of fun, a lot of adventure and the sci-fi touches and everything. So um, this one I thought was really interesting because it explores the the backstory of Rocket, the raccoon, played mm, by yeah. Bradley Cooper, uh, voiced by, not played by, voiced by Bradley Cooper, and um, goes into why he is like he is and and why he believes the things that he believes. And, you know, so it's a sweet story in a lot of ways because it's this animated or not animated, but whatever, the CGI raccoon, <laughs> you know, super yeah. realistic, like very expressive. It was a sweet movie about his his backstory and the re- and continued relationship between all the other guardians. So I enjoyed it a lot. It was, I if I had to pick two adjectives, I would say cute and entertaining. (laughs) I like that. I have not seen it yet. So I don't know if we'll get to the theaters to see it. I know definitely I'll watch it, but I don't know when. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to Judy Bloom. I am also watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I love and I'm up to date on it. So you're going to love the additional episodes. There's so much that they bring out of the future and all these different things. So I love it. And uh, The Diplomat, I just finished earlier this week. And it was, and I don't always watch political TV series. I didn't see The Americans, although I know it's good. I just never got sucked into that. And so um, I really wanted to watch this. And so I sort of had to force myself a little bit because I 
when they start talking a lot of politics, I don't always stay <laughs> connected, but I did and I enjoyed it. And I thought Carrie Russell was so good in this. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. So, and I liked all the other um, actors in this too. I liked all their portrayals. I just, of course, it's smartly written. So I enjoyed it. All right. So I wanted to share that I saw. Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story on Netflix. And I can't stop talking about it. Just talked about it on my weekly live that I do. I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. It's six episodes. It's a prequel spinoff. Binged it this weekend. I loved every minute of it. The romance had me. It's basically we see her at 17 years old because in the new, in the current Bridgerton seasons one and two, she's the queen and she's in her whatever, 60s or 70s, however old she is portraying at that time. So we go back to when she was 17 and when she first is promised to the king and has to marry George. And oh my gosh, love it. You know, he's the mad king and that really comes into play. I will say the thing that I appreciated so much about this uh, series, yes, it has romance, has the sex, it has the scandal, it has all of that. But it deals with women bonding together, women empowerment, because it talks about three of the women, um, this young age, and also when they're older, we see them in both time periods. And also it deals with mental health. And mm. that was really, to me, added to the story. I was, because it felt a little more real than just this yeah. fantasy that you're living. Yes, it's still all full of fantasy. I'm not telling you it's not. But what I'm <laughs> saying is in this fantasy of, ah, you know, this romance and all this other stuff, this is also, you know, part of it and the backdrop of it. So I appreciated that because there was a sadness in this uh, series that I saw. So I just want to say, watch Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story on Netflix. It's so good. The movie that I wanted to recommend is A Man Called Otto. It's on Netflix. It's with Tom Hanks. He plays this curmudgeonly widower who hates life and is about ready to end it until he meets Marisol, portrayed by Mariana Trevino, who is amazing. I think their chemistry together is so amazing. She is a pregnant Mexican woman and her family befriends him. And, um, you know, it's funny, but this movie was very different than what I was expecting. And I think that's why it's successful. Now that we've talked about, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. To me, they both fall in the same category of being different. They they just don't aren't the same tropes that you're used to mm -hmm. reading, seeing. And so I just really appreciated this movie. And I think that, you know, Tom Hanks' relationship, his character, his relationship with her just really worked and um, just lifted this whole movie. And I just thought it was so good. So please go. Yeah, I would agree. It's I would agree. We saw that one in the theaters and so loved it. I only had a little bit of an idea about what it was about, but I, I loved that. Like, you never know what someone's going through and what a little bit of kindness and persistence can do to change someone's life. And yes. the way that, that Mar Marisol um, was so insistent on getting to know him as a neighbor and bringing him food and making sure that he wasn't lonely and then allowing her kids to get attached to him, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, she could have easily said, kids don't bother him. He wants to be left yeah. alone. And they would have would not have, but that wasn't in her nature because she knew that he needed relationships. So it was, I loved it for that too. I would, I would highly recommend that movie. 
Yeah. It was just her way, though. She was just this yeah. really energetic, fast-talking, uh, yeah. I don't know what how to even explain her. She was a firecracker. And so yeah. she was well, just going to go off <laughs> and be herself. We and all you just had to, people. yeah. We need people in our lives that won't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Like we really do. We all need a friend like that who just is like, hmm, thanks for sharing how you feel, but I don't care. <laughs> I, do anyway, I, I know that you need it. I can see that you need it. You don't even know you need it. And I'm just going to go do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I love their relationship. It was awesome. <laughs> All right. All right, friends out there, we hope you check some of these out and let us know what you think. And for more TV and movie recommendations, you can go to my blog at screensandfocus.com. And please subscribe to stay up to date. I also want to encourage you to check out my weekly Facebook Live on what to watch this week on Screens and Focus Facebook page. All the links are on the website. Thank you, Courtney, for joining me today. It is always a pleasure talking with you. So fun. So fun. I can't wait to do it again. I know. Me neither. I don't know what we're going to do it on next, but (laughs) stay tuned. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Yes. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website, screensandfocus.com and tell a friend would love more members of our TV club. Next episode will be on Fear the Walking Dead. It's back people this weekend, Mother's Day. They gave me a Mother's Day present. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.